0: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. You want to
1: figure out the next player the Arizona Cardinals are going to acquire? It's easy. Let's just go look at the roster for Oklahoma when Kyler Murray was there and see what teammates What kind of, of cornerbacks are there? See what teammates of his might be available. Because it seems like that's the, that's the criteria. And that's an oversimplification. But... Safe to say it is certainly eyebrow-raising, to say the least, as we welcome you into the 5 o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo show that the Cardinals made a trade today, giving up a fifth-round pick for an offensive lineman, Cody Ford from the Buffalo Bills, who, yeah, was one of Kyler and Hollywood Brown's teammates from Oklahoma. In fact, Gambo went back and looked through his tweets. and found one, yeah. Yeah, came up with, the the, the, on the night Kyler got picked, all right, number one, the Cardinals obviously had the first pick of the second round, 9.04 p.m., April 25th. You put a list out of guys the Cardinals were
0: contemplating with that first pick of the second Mm -hmm. round, and Cody Ford was on that list. Here's the four players that I tweeted that the Cardinals were looking at at pick number 33. This was at 9.04 p.m., the night of the first round. I said, Cody Ford, A.J. Brown, Byron Murphy, and Jawan Taylor, all players. Possibilities at thirty, pick 33 for the Cardinals. They ended, up, um, they ended up taking Murphy, but they considered Cody Ford. They yeah. considered Cody Ford. Well, today they didn't have to spend a second rounder to get him.
1: They had to spend a fifth rounder to get him. And the Cardinals announced about 1 o'clock this afternoon that they'd acquired Cody Ford. He's played in 38 games. He started 29. He's played both guard positions. He's played right tackle in his time with the Buffalo Bills. He is a former college teammate of Kyle. Murray and Hollywood Brown. He came from the same draft class. When they made this deal, my first thought was "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong with Will Hernandez. Uh Uh-oh, something's wrong with Justin Pugh. There's an injury to the starters and they felt like they
0: had to go to address it. That is
1: not the case though, is it?
0: No, I think that they, they, they like him, right? They liked him at the draft and they needed guard depth. I mean, think about it. Like Max Garcia, you think about their guard depth and it's not really great. Now, so now you've got your starting five, who we know who they are, but you're starting five, and then you take your next two best players, and it is Josh Jones and Cody Ford. So Josh Jones is your backup swing tackle, and Cody Ford is your backup guard. So who could also play tackle, by the way? So they feel like with those two guys, they're much better depth-wise. But to your point that you talked about earlier, it's, it's, it's exactly what's going to happen. Justin Pugh may retire. Will Hernandez, who knows if he's going to be here next year. Cody Ford gives you a guy that you could say, okay, you've had them. Well, let's keep them, And then you've got one of your guard spots set for next year. So, you know, now you've got left tackle taken care of. If you've got a guard that you like, okay, now i got a guard taken care of. We still don't know what's going to happen with Rodney Hudson. Um, So I think, you know, and right tackle with Kelvin Beachum. So it's important to get a younger guy that you like. He's a very physical, powerful player. Didn't work out in Buffalo. They tried him at tackle. Then they moved him to guard. And just the lateral quick wasn't there at the guard spot to Buffalo, but maybe here with Kugler, it works out.
1: Perhaps it does. Uh, And then of course, there's his relationship with Kyler Murray. This is from a... uh, They're both mic'd up. This is post-game November 15th, 2020. It was the Hale-Murray game. Yes. So Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals beat the Buffalo Bills, the Hale-Murray. Kyler and Cody Ford meet up on the field after the game. They're both mic'd up. Here was their exchange, and this obviously goes to show that they they're friends, they're boys. Right, this is for. I just never felt like we was gonna lose, I ain't gonna cap. No, y'all we was, we can't play, y'all were supposed to lose. No, we were not. No, we were not. No. Bro, we should have beat y'all. No, you know. Know. We kicked three field goals! Exactly, we no, should have no. no. Y'all threw y'all threw two interceptions. Y'all had, a, y'all had an interception? Let's fun. be real, who do y'all think should've won the game? We should have won, baby. We should have won! baby. We should've won! On, we should've on, won. Look, we should have won! <laughs> I haven't read I somewhere on Twitter. Kids. Yeah. I read on Twitter where they like shared a locker room in junior high, or they shared a locker, not a locker room, a locker. I don't know if that's true or not. But Who when shared the- lockers, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a big enough My locker room. when we had our own locker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that Texas high school it, football. I, I know. I don't, don't remember, have their own locker. I don't remember where I read it. I was probably irresponsible for even bringing it up, but I thought I read somewhere on social media in the flurry after he got traded here. Man, he shared a locker with Kyler Murray. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we'll see. I don't in high know school? about that. Junior high school? I think it was like when they were junior high school I think this said school. junior high school I don't know I don't know if it's true or not I probably shouldn't have said it there is is there anything to this idea of because he was Kyler Murray's former teammate that that was a priority in bringing him in I don't, I
0: don't think it hurt okay that this familiarity there with him i don't think that hurt i think he may be more motivated to play now with kyler behind him that might be a benefit um to get him out of the cold in Buffalo and bring him here and get him with Sean Kugler. And it's a team that really liked you in the draft. They almost took you with pick number 33. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just didn't work out. I mean, I was, I was even reading, I was reading in a Buffalo paper. I went to the Buffalo news and I was like, okay, what are they saying about this? Like what happened? And basically said, we tried him. They tried him at tackle. It didn't work. They tried him at guard. Matter of fact, their GM, they said this was his worst draft pick. Mm-hmm. They said like, this is, this is the one bad draft pick that he, that he has made in his four years that, it just hasn't worked out. All the other draft picks have been pretty good. So it says, the move brings the to an end an underwhelming career in Buffalo for Ford, whom the Bills traded up to acquire in the second round of the draft. To date, that is Bean's biggest miss, miss in his first five drafts as the team's GM. Yeah, and, and
1: maybe he comes here and it's, it's better for him because he's reunited with Kyler. Look, I, there were a lot of jokes on Twitter, and it's Twitter, so take it for what it's But there were a lot of jokes on Twitter that, oh, Kyler's now the de facto assistant general manager of the Cardinals because they brought in Hollywood Brown and they brought in Cody Ford. I don't know if I'm buying that, but I I certainly hope that his relationship with Kyler, that any of these guys' relationship with Kyler isn't the main reason why they're being brought in. If it's a reason, okay. But the reason, you don't want to pass up on better players because they don't have a relationship with Kyler. Right? No, you, don't, hey. you don't want to pass up on better, oh, well, that guy didn't play at Oklahoma with Kyler, so let's not go get him. Let's go get the guy who did. You
0: don't want to do that. I'm not... I, I, this, isn't, this isn't the NBA where you bring in Goran Dragic's brother to play on the team to keep him happy and- He sits on the end of the bench and never plays. Or Giannis's brother. There are some people
1: who's wondering if that's what this is, though. And I, I, he's he's definitely not. He's a better player than that. He's a better player than Zoran Dragic or God. I can't even remember Giannis's brother's name. What's his name? What what is Giannis's brother? Alex Thanasis. That's right, Thanasis. Alex.
0: What was Blake Griffin's brother who played for the Suns? Oh, I know this, but I don't know. Blake Griffin had a brother. Like, they, like. And didn't, like. Didn't the Uh, son sign, like. Taylor Taylor Griffin. Taylor Taylor Griffin. Griffin. That a boy, Eric. That a boy. Didn't they sign, like. they suddenly signed somebody. Maybe it was Millsap's brother to try to get Paul Millsap to come Elijah here. Elijah Millsap. <laughs> Elijah, like, come on! I go here we go. I remember all of this stuff. <laughs> well, let's get Elijah him. Millsap so maybe we can get Paul with a little help from Eric. No, in, who's uh, Elijah Millsap? Cody Ford
1: was a second round pick. I'm not suggesting he's Zoran Dragic or Thanos Intentacupo. Um All I'm saying is you don't want to pass up on other players that you think are better because you're prioritizing players that Kyler's got a relationship with. That's all. That's, I, I hope that's not what
0: this is. Yeah, second-round pick. I'm telling you, they, they, they like that he could play both guard spots and tackle, and they like that he's a very powerful, physical guy. So they that's not that. He, I mean, he was a second-round pick, not a seventh-round pick. One other thing, real quick. Yeah. Um, the
1: idea that they could trade for a corner at some point this week. Uh-huh. They just gave up a fifth-round pick, but you said that you don't think that that's a problem if they still want to make another move later uh, this week.
0: Simply because they, they get the three compensatory picks. They— Chase Edmonds, Chandler Jones, Christian Kirk. They, I think they got one. Well, Kirk was a third. The others, I think, are fifths. So I don't think they're going to have any problem. It's just a matter of, of a cornerback becoming available. Once, a, a, you know, they're, they're working hard. If they don't trade for a cornerback, it's not for not trying. They have been working the phones, anticipating a cornerback getting released. Uh, and if they, if, if they don't get one, it's not because they didn't try. But I still think that that's what's going to happen. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, show the performance of the
1: quarterbacks yesterday eh, so-so Kyler Murray didn't play but he was excellent we'll tell you how next on the Burns and Gambo show 98.7 FM Arizona
0: Sports Station Burns and Gambo
1: Some point last night, the fourth quarter, they put up the graphic, and it was funny. I, I, I kind of laugh. We both emailed a screenshot of it to each other. Offense tonight. Points by play caller. Cliff Kingsbury three points. Kyler Murray 14 points. <laughs> Come on, man.
0: Damn! I got to do Cliff uh, like that. Come on. It has nothing to do about Cliff. This has everything to do about you know engaging Kyler and having him engaged in the play calling and let him go out there and, you know, and think the game. Think the game through and see it from a different angle. I mean, and this may help. But I love it. I mean, they even said on the broadcast they thought this was a really smart decision, and I totally agree with that. I mean, give Kyler an opportunity to down, distance, where are we? What's the situation? Do I want to run? Do I want to pass? What do, I, what do I think is a, you know, what's, what's a safe play? Just, and they moved the ball all the way down the field. It was a long drive. That first one was a long was. drive. I think it was like 15 plays. And just move the ball down the field and see what you can do. Um, so I, I like that. Is it is Do you want to take a shot down the field? Do you want to play it safe? Do you, so I like that Kyler's engaged. I like that Kyler gets to think the game and the down, the distance, the situation, and think about it while he's not on the field. Yeah, the first one was 16 plays, 74 yards. Oh, it was Took 16.
1: Eight wow, okay. And a half minutes off the clock. And then the second one, of course, was after the interception. It was only three plays and 19 yards. Right. And that was the uh, Kirkland 15-yard pass from Guarantano in that play. Kingsbury after the game, and this is the Cardinals
2: Radio Network with Paul Calvisi, on how calling plays benefits Kyler. For him to see it from that perspective, the macro perspective, and understand from that um, view the coverages and the protections and where the back has to go. Um, and then I really like... Him talking to Trace and giving him tips, and then you know him and Colt talking about plays. I mean, it's there's a leadership aspect as well. So it was fun to watch them um, interact tonight
1: because that's one of the things they're also trying to get Kyler to do more of, right? Interact with teammates, be more of a leader, be a guy that the other guys look up to. And it's it's not not that this is forcing him to do that, but it just kind of naturally gives him that avenue to be able to guy. Hey, you're you're basically the play caller for the for the half. Go out there and act like it. You know, talk to the guys, call plays, be the leader etc etc
0: you know the not so great interview that was done with Kyler on the sidelines I mean he did say something about like how it kind of was a distraction the contract where the contract was kind of like a bit distraction to everybody else so I think he kind of yeah you know, kind of said that so um, but that was all I really got out of that so now that that part is over and you know the season starting I mean everything seems to be Good right now with Kyler and his teammates? I yeah, mean, everything I would seems say to be so. fine. I mean, I, was, I, I, I watched the
1: game last night on a little bit of a tape delay. So I watched like the pregame stuff with Kurt Menefee and Sean Payton making his debut. They talked about the homework clause a little bit. And and Payton seemed to think that as long as they win, it's not going to be a real problem. And, and Jake Glazer said, hey, you know, I live here. And as soon as Kyler Murray signed that contract, all fans here were excited. Yeah, it was a Aaron Andrews had a mid-game interview with Kyler and it was awkward because you could tell she was trying to ask about it without coming out and saying what she was asking about, right? Like, she was trying yeah. really hard to get him to comment on the homework clause without actually using the words homework clause in the interview. And it did. It led, led to an awkward kind of exchange and, and it was, I, I'm like, just ask. Yeah, you know, you, I have to uh,
0: Yeah, just ask the
1: you, question. You I mean, you're a professional a reporter. You, just, ask the question. Just ask the question. You, you want don't to ask have to about you, the homework clause. Ask him about the homework yeah. clause. He's
0: standing right there, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you, don't have to, you don't have to justify what you're doing. Ask the question. If he answers it, he answers it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But at least ask it, right? But
1: I would agree with you that it does... <laughs> It does seem like we've mostly moved on from that. It was part of the broadcast a little bit last night. It wasn't a dominant part of the broadcast. Now, it, it, it helped that Kyler didn't play. When Kyler starts playing in these games, and if he has a bad game, when he has a bad game, because he will, I'll be curious then to see if it's part of the broadcast. Is it part of the narrative? Is it part of the hey Kyler? Remember back the homework clause, and you know is that the reason why we're he's that. thirteen of thirty for you know three
0: interceptions in this yeah. game? You think we're past? I think we're past it. I mean, I think if, if the clause had stayed in the contract, I mean, you know, because I, I, I think I do. I think we're past that. I don't know that that's going to come up a whole lot. I don't think that Kyle Murray has a bad game. Oh, did he study his own? Did he? I don't know if we do that. I mean, I think that people got a lot of play out of that for a few weeks. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But then they pulled it. They pulled that clause from the contract But you have to do a certain amount of homework. Yeah, more.
1: I don't know if we do it, you and I. I wonder if others will do it. And that's I don't mean I don't fair. I don't I mean, mean others at the station. I just mean, you know, the NFL network are they gonna have a talk about it on Good Morning Football? Will NFL Live on
0: ESPN and Kyla said like everybody knows here everybody that's here knows how hard I work. They know yeah. how hard I work, everybody. So, you know, I think that I th- I th- I hope we get past that. I yeah. really do. I hope you get past that. I you don't want that hanging over his head.
1: I hope so, too. And I also hope he continues to call plays in preseason game number three coming up this weekend, because it's very obvious he's, he's not playing. It's very obvious none of the starters well, are Well, just playing.
0: listen, I think the ability to audible is going to be huge going down the road for Kyler, right? You get a play call in, you get to the light of scrimmage, you see something you don't like. Now I can, I've, I've, I've done this, right? I've done what Cliff's done. I'm going to audible out of this because, you know, now it's too late for me to get anything from you. I've got to make a quick decision here. Right. You called in a play. I'm looking at something that's that's not going to work, I'm going to audible. I mean, Peyton Manning was one of the best at audibles, right? Get to the line of scrimmage, you see something you don't like. Now, hopefully, all this ability to do all these play callings going to help him get to the line of scrimmage and change something if he sees it. And one thing is
1: very clear: not that this is a
0: surprise, man. Cliff
1: Kingsbury is just not going to play his starters in this preseason. But why should he? Just not going to. I mean, but why should he? And it's getting to the point where I wonder why anybody does. You know, like it, it seems like this is going to be the wave of the future in the NFL. I'm not going to play my guys because what's important to me starts in two weeks. Not now. None of this is important. And I just wonder if we'll ever see a ton of starters in the preseason again as this trend just grows and grows around the NFL. I don't know if any coach will really oh, want to play his starters don't they, a lot at
0: all. Don't they charge you a regular price for these things I too? believe so, yes. They charge you like a regular price? Yeah. Like what you pay for a regular season game, you pay for a preseason that, game?
1: That's what made that game so hard to watch last night. There was nobody playing in it. No, I mean, no disrespect to the guys who were, but
0: nobody who you're tuning in to watch, right? I mean, it, I mean if, you had, if you were a ticket holder, listen, I love the regular Season it's great, but if you had tickets, like you know, you're giving them away. Preseason game, you're getting you're gonna give them away. Listen, they knocked it down from four preseason games to three preseason games. I could see it going to two. Oh, I could. I do. could see it going to two easily. Get the practices in. Get the, the guys are more in shape now. Listen, I like what they're doing this week. They're gonna go. They're gonna go practice against Tennessee. You know what you're gonna have against Tennessee? You're gonna have your left tackle going against their best pass rusher. You're gonna have your number one cornerback going against their number one wide receiver. Like you, this one practice against Tennessee is gonna be so much more important than any of these preseason games. Totally agree. Because the, the starters are gonna practice. So going to play Against these guys. Uh,
1: one last note. From- from last night's game, uh, Trace McSorley played into the fourth quarter. Uh, K- Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that on the Cardinals radio network. I, did.
2: I thought, you know, he was up and down. I think he was trying a little too hard early to make a big play against his, his former team. But um, we just got to watch the film, and I know there are a couple throws he'd like to have back. But he's scrappy, continues to make plays when he has to. And um, you know, they played some of their top guys on defense the first quarter or so, and uh, it was tough sledding at times. But I thought he, he managed it well.
1: You brought up the point earlier, and it's a good one.
0: If they're trying to get Trace McSorley on the practice squad. Yesterday's game might have helped a little bit. Yeah, because if he lights it up in these three preseason games, some team may say, hey, listen, he's better than he's better than my backup. I mean, look, we saw Minnesota trade for a quarterback. Yeah. We saw them give up a seventh-round pick to go get Nick Mullins. We're looking at the Cleveland situation, right? Because Rosen just bombed in his last, you know, chance for to show anything. It says somebody may look at McSorley, kind of the way the Cardinals did last year. They looked at Trace McSorley and said, you know what? He's better than Stravler. But if you get a guy off a practice squad, you got to keep him on your 53-man roster. You can't put him on your practice squad. So that's the deal. So I think if the Cardinals want McSully on the practice squad and not on the active roster because they don't want to carry three, maybe that helps that he didn't play so well. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, the latest report regarding Kevin Durant,
1: did it make it more or less likely that Kevin Durant is going to join the Phoenix Suns at some point? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona sports, Kevin Durant, watch the latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. Celtics, Toronto Raptors, and Miami Heats remain, in the words of Sham Sharania, among the most serious threats to land Durant because they have the types of pieces necessary. Sham Sharani put out a report today. It included the Suns. It included a team we haven't talked a lot about, the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get into that in a second. But he kind of runs through, okay, let's, let's hit a, basically it's a reset. Let, let's reset the situation with Kevin Durant. Let's see where we stand right now because training camp is about a month away. The Celtics, Raptors, and Heat remain the most serious threats to get them. The Celtics offer Jalen Brown, Derek White, a first-round draft pick. That was not enough. The Raptors won't make Scotty Barnes available. Miami has yet to seriously engage with a package around Bam Adebayo. The 76ers expressed interest. The Bucks and the Nuggets have also inquired. The Pelicans inquired but decided Brandon Ingram was untouchable. The Hawks offer John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. All this stuff we know. As far as the Suns... Go. This is what Shams wrote today. Quote. The Phoenix Suns, similarly, have dangled a package around all defensive wing Mikel Bridges and a handful of first-round draft picks, which has not picked up any steam with the Nets. With DeAndre Ayton signed to a four-year max and unable to be moved until January, Phoenix has attempted over the past month to make creative proposals to Brooklyn, possibly via three- or four-team trades, where an all-star caliber player goes to the Nets, but the Suns have yet to find a suitable deal.
0: Yeah. Most yeah. of this yeah. we so knew. And all we know. I mean, it's, as I've said all along, the Nets and Suns have had discussions, and the Suns continue to be told that you don't have enough to make a deal work. I mean, I don't know if anything's changed since you know I've checked on that. That every single time that I've checked, it's basically the same thing. The Suns are going to check in with the Nets periodically on a you know on a regular basis and kind of see what's going on until Durant gets moved. Uh, you know, the Nets seem very reluctant to move him for any of the packages that are available right now, trying to see if. So I mean, it's basically, it's somebody's got to budge here. Either the Nets have to accept a lesser offer or somebody's got to offer a hell of a lot more than they're already offering because right now, it's a stalemate. Two, we're talking about two months. I mean, next week will be two months since Ted Kevin Durant laid down the gauntlet that I want to be traded. Um, August he, 30th. Well, yeah. It was, yeah, it was June 30th that he did it and then he had another meeting just to reiterate to the owner of the Nets that I still want to get out of here and nothing's happened. So uh, the Nets didn't buckle there and say, oh, okay, we'll trade you right away and we'll take anything just to get rid of you. No, they're still trying to get the best deal that they can make.
1: The only thing that's new about this report, and I don't think it's that new to be honest with you, is Mikel Bridges being named specifically. I, I think most of us had assumed that you can't really have a conversation with the Nets about acquiring Kevin Durant unless you're talking about Mikkel Bridges. I'm sure even Mikkel assumed that you can't have a conversation with the Nets about Durant without including Mikel Bridges' name. But just the mere fact that his name was in this report yeah. and, and being Dangled, got you know. Even Mikkel Bridges took to Twitter today and said, "Hey, I'm watching just like y'all are. You know, just to see what happens." Um, I, just the mere fact that he was mentioned got some fans, some Suns fans worried about. You know, how's he going to react to that? Is he upset that his name was included in this? Is it going to bother him? Is he going to take it personally, like Jalen Brown seemed to about a month ago? I don't know if any of that's going to happen. Mikel's a really smart guy. He this Kevin Durant stuff is consumed. This city for two months. He's got to know that if we're talking about a Kevin Durant trade, Mikhail Bridges' name is going to be a part of those conversations, whether he's mentioned in a report or not. Mikhail Bridges is a smart enough guy to know that his name is going to come. Listen,
0: I'm sure early on, and I even said this, that the Suns are going to try to get a deal done without including Mikhail in there. And I said that from the beginning that they would like to, because the Suns were very willing to part with all of the draft picks necessary, and probably felt like that would be enough for the next like the you can't have both. Like you can't have all the picks and the players. Like you know, you could take the picks um, or the players. We're willing to give you all of the picks you want to kind of fill your but, coffers for the next you know five years. But it does seem as if that's exactly what the Nets do want: it's all both. the picks
1: and all the players. Right. They
0: want both. Well, because they like their roster, right? They actually like their roster. Sure. Kyrie coming back and and, and and Joe Harris coming back. So you can make the argument with Ben Simmons, like they, they you know, if they get a couple of good players that they could be competitive and again there's no real desire for them to lose and tank because their picks aren't their picks right those picks are going to Houston their mm-hmm. picks are going to Houston so there's so no incentive no, for them to no, want to lose games. None, none. None.
1: No, they want to stay as competitive as long as they can, so they're not giving the Houston Rockets a bunch of top ten, top five draft picks for tanking and bottoming out. They don't they don't get the benefit of a rebuild that comes with that. I was I was never that worried about Mikel Bridges being upset. I know we talked a lot, you and I did, about how important it was to kind of keep his name out of this so the Suns didn't have to explain to him why his name was showing up in this. Mikel's no dummy. He he knows that his name is gonna be a part of these conversations. And at this point, I really think this is going to come right down to the start of training camp, which is still a month away, and whether Kevin Durant shows up or not, because it seems pretty obvious at this point, two things. Number one, the Nets have not budged from their expensive asking price for Kevin Durant. No. And number two, no team has even come close to meeting that asking price. No, and I don't see either of those changing in the next four
0: weeks. I Would you say the, the Celtics were close with Jalen Brown? I'd say they were the closest with okay. Jalen Brown. Yeah, they were close. The question than of how else. close was that? I mean, okay, you're not that close if it's like you got to include Marcus Smart too. Okay, we're not. Well, then you're not that close. Yeah, you're not that close. Jalen Brown says we want Marcus Smart as well. So give us Tatum or give us Smart and Brown. Being you know, like one and, or the other, and even Kevin was it Kevin Durant who talked about wanting to play, play with, with Marcus, Marcus Smart? Smart. Yeah, like
1: code with like, the Boston Celtics. Don't trade Marcus <laughs> right. Smart. That's Exactly what it was. So I, I, I don't. I don't think anything. I don't think anything happens until honestly the day before training camp. The day of training camp is Kevin Durant there or not? And if he's there, then the then the Nets won the bluff. If he's
0: there, then that's like we told you we weren't going to trade you. Now they have a whole well, what other. What do they win? What do they win? If he still doesn't want to be there, what do they win? He's got to buy in. It's point, okay, he asked for the coach to be axed. He asked for the GM to be axed. Okay, he's there on opening day. Did they really win?
1: They win a roster that's still capable of winning the Eastern Conference as long as Kevin Durant is on board, right? They they still keep the best player in the deal. Today is, I was thinking about this actually. Today is our our friends at Arizona Sports History put out a photo. Today is the day, the anniversary of the introduction of the four players the Suns got, the Charles Barkley trade. Did they really? yeah, Sam Cassell, oh. Robert Ory, Mark Bryant, and I always forget the
0: other well, one. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Sam Cassell. Oh, that's right. Mark Bryant. Robert Ory. Robert Ory, and give me his initials. CB. Just like Charles Barkley. Chucky Brown. Chucky Brown. Chucky
1: Brown. Who only played in 10 games. That's Chuckie why Brown. I always forget about him because he only yeah. played in 10 games for the Suns.
0: Listen, I'll never forget. What was the date of that? Uh, August twentieth, nineteen ninety six. Okay, I was, I was moving here, and I always tell you the story. I was moving the I rocket was here. fuel. We just billboard. added a little rocket fuel. I saw that billboard everywhere as we just driving to Arizona. You remember that? Do you I, remember that billboard? I just remember the Phoenix Suns legend, Big Shot Bob, in his days here with the Valley. No, I was driving here. Like here, I am. I'm, I'm moving to Arizona from New York, and I keep seeing this billboard. It was a picture of all four guys that says, "We just added a little rocket fuel." I would love to see a fa- photo of that billboard if anybody had it. I would love to see because that was the first billboard I remember seeing in Arizona. I'm like, all right, I'm here. And Mark, Bryant. I'm in Arizona. Mark Bryant would play 111
1: games for the Suns. Sam Cassell 22. Robert Ory 32. Chucky Brown 10 games. And the reason I bring this up, I, th- I saw this picture and I laughed because this is exactly why the Nets don't want to trade Kevin Durant. Who's going to be their Mark Bryant, Sam Cassell, <laughs> Robert Ory and Chucky Brown? Oh, I'm being serious. This is nothing against Mikel. This is nothing against Cam Johnson. There's no way the Nets
0: are going to win this trade. They're just not. What, what would Sunpower be called hmm? what would sun power be called like solar solar, solar power? power yeah solar power we just added a little solar power oh, with a billboard of Dario, Bridges and Cam Johnson and Jay, Jay yeah.
1: campaign <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just <laughs> tapped into the power of the sun here yeah in exactly Brooklyn. exactly yeah. oh god yeah. whatever um, so what do the Nets win as long okay you're right. Kevin Durant can't just show up and everything's going to be okay. He called out. He called for the coach to be fired, the general manager to be fired. But at the end of the day, what the Nets win is a roster that's good enough to win the East as long as Kevin Durant is on board with everything that's going on. Because they're still yes. We would agree if Durant goes back to that roster, that is they still a win good the enough East. team to win the East.
0: They could and win the if Ben Simmons wins. if Ben Simmons is good, yeah. Then you get him, Ben Simmons, Kyrie, Joe Harris back. They could win the East. Yeah, they are. Now, I don't know if they, you know, I'm not saying they'd be the favorites, but they could win the East. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcasts, and you can
1: subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you're not going to miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's com. When we come back, how many pre Season battles remain for a roster spot. More than we thought, apparently, according to Cliff Kingsbury. That's next. Burns and Gambo.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station.
1: Burns and Gambo. What's on tonight? All right, no Diamondbacks baseball. They're off tonight. They're in Kansas City tomorrow. I gotta watch the Game of Thrones. What's it called? House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Ten million people watched that on HBO. I, of.
0: I have no idea if it was good or not. I heard people, you know, talking about it at the gym this morning. I'm like, okay, all right. House of the Dragon. Gotta watch it. Gotta see. Yeah, like I think Game of Thrones is one of the best TV shows that I've ever watched. You've I think Game of Thrones is one of the best ever. How did you feel about the final season of Game of Thrones? Because I I haven't watched. It, it some great parts. There was some really great parts. The ending. It's like it's, it's like a lot of TV shows. Like Lost was a great show, and the ending kind of gets lost. I think I think just people have a really hard time with the endings of shows because they don't know how to If you it. ask if you ask ten people that love a TV show, how do you want it to end, you'll get ten different answers. It's hard to please everybody with the ending. I think. Yeah. So no, I agree. It's it's hard. To, it's hard to know how to end a show like. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. How do you um, end an iconic
1: show that everybody loved? I I never. People think this is nuts. I've I've never seen Game of Thrones only because my wife hates swords and dragons and. Dungeons and Dragons stuff and all of that, so she wouldn't watch it with me. So it's like, okay, it's either I watch it by myself, or I normally don't have a problem with watching something by myself. It's just a lot to watch, right? I mean, what seven seasons? Yeah, of that show. Yeah, it's just a lot of catching up I got to do. So yeah, House of the Dragon. There's no because sports wise, there's preseason football on tonight. The Falcons are beating the Jets ten nothing on Monday Night Football right now, but you know it's preseason football. Mercury have been eliminated. Diamondbacks are off. So there's I mean, they got slaughtered. The Mercury. Yeah, they did. They did. I heard uh, Aaron Judge hit number
0: forty-seven. Told me the Yankees scored a run. <laughs> they're so up three nothing the, on the Yankees Mets right The Yankees actually now, scored a run, beat
1: the Mets three nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, How about that? It's a good night
1: for the Yankees. Apparently, mm. hasn't been a good couple of weeks for the no, Yankees. They play terrible baseball. They terrible. can't hit. They just terrible. can't hit. That's what's on tonight. We're going to be back with you tomorrow uh, at straight up 2 o'clock as we always are here on Burns and Gambo. Meanwhile, preseason game number two for the Cards was last night. They lost to the Ravens. They're incredible. He uses that word sarcastically. Their incredible win streak of 22 straight preseason games continues. After the game, Cliff was talking with Paul Calvisi on the Cardinals radio network and said there are still spots up
2: for grabs on our roster. There's quite a few. There's some good position battles. I know corner, um, like we've talked about all along, we're going to see how that shakes. Out and um, you know, running back is a deep room. You can see all those guys are making plays. So it's there's, there's some good battles going on.
1: Safe to say, those are the two positions
2: we've talked the most yeah. about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think corner and running back. Sure,
0: yeah, I think that you know, running back. I think they have the guys in house. Cornerback. I still think they got work to do to try to add to that room. But I think that they have the running backs in. For some reason, like you know, I think that I mean, we're not seeing Darrell Williams play. You know, we're not seeing James Conner play. And you know, you know Benjamin and and you know Ward. Played well. He got hurt yesterday. He didn't really. Nobody ran the ball well, right? Nobody, nobody. like. their leading rusher? Was the quarterback who had that one scramble for like fifteen yards or whatever it was. So they didn't run the ball well at all. Ward had a nice catch out of the backfield, like you know, showed that he could do that. There was a nice play where he kind of busted left and you know caught a pass and then you know ran a little bit. Um, but they they just didn't run the ball very well at all. Uh, they feel like they've got the guys in place to be successful running it, and you know this is all going to change once the offense line, the starters are playing, and James Conner is there. It's, everything's going to change. It'll be back to what people expect.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, of course. It, and I think the, the the big question now with the running back room is can they get Keontae Ingram on the practice squad? And if they can, then I think the problem solved. I think you know who your four guys are. If they don't think they can, if they're worried that somebody might claim him when he gets let go to get put on the practice squad, that's when things get real dicey. Do they let somebody else go? Do they keep five? We talked about that a couple Times last week, it just seems so excessive to keep five running backs in an offense that isn't really built around the running back, right? It, it just—it yeah. seems like a real luxury you just can't afford to have five running backs. Who needs five of them on a roster these days?
0: No, you can, and it's a thing. Like you look at okay, do you, do you, where do you want to carry other guys? You're going to carry two quarterbacks. You're going to carry three. You're going right. to carry—you know—you'll probably carry nine or ten offensive linemen. but You only dress eight. You'll carry six wide receivers. You only dress five. So. You know that's the thing, right? I mean, you're only going to dress. You're going to have a 53-man roster, but eight of those guys aren't going to dress every single day. So it's just a matter you look at that too. So I, I think we'll, we'll. I mean, we'll know in a week what they're going to do. But again, even the guys that make the 53-man rosters, we talked about. If you're number 53, 52, 51, you got to look over your shoulder because you know the Cardinals are going to be active. Like it, it, what the, what their cut down is is probably not going to be the final roster because it's very likely that they will. Pick a few guys that got released and got cut from other teams. Yeah,
1: there are. So tomorrow you go from 85 to 80 players on your roster, and then the next cut down is from 80 to 53. So in a week after preseason game number three, there's literally going to be hundreds of players available. Now, how many of them are going to be any good? How many of them are going to be guys you want? I would imagine of those hundreds of players, there will be a couple the Cardinals will be interested in. They'll want. They'll want to put a claim in. They'll try to get here. Maybe they're cornerbacks. Maybe they're other positions. You're 100% right. Just because you make the final cut, don't go celebrating. If you're guy number 51, 52 on this roster, you're in just as much trouble as you are <laughs> after cut-down day. As you, you have no right to feel Feel safe because they might replace you with somebody who gets let go from somebody else yeah I
0: still listen I, I still know that they're they're making these calls and trying to trade for a cornerback they really want to uh, address it that way they've got the inventory to do it as we've said right they've got the three compensatory picks coming up they got one for Christian Kirk which is a third rounder I think they got a fifth for Chandler Jones and Chase Edmonds so you got those three extra picks which allows them the ability to not only make the trade today but make another trade if they're able to do it,
1: and if you're listening and you haven't heard about the trade today, the Cardinals sent a fifth rounder to the Buffalo Bills for offensive lineman Cody Ford. I, I was a little surprised because when I saw on Twitter the Cardinals had made a trade, I thought, "Oh, here we go. Here's the corner. Here's the cornerback trade that Gambo's been saying for two weeks they were going to make this week." And I saw offensive lineman, and my first thought was, "Who's hurt?" My second thought was, does this mean they can't go get a corner? And the answers to both are no, no one's heard, at least not among the starters, that he's more of a depth pickup than anything. And no, for the reason that you just said, the compensation picks, this does not limit their ability to go out and get a corner because they do have a surplus of draft picks. They, a lot of free agents walked, not a lot came in, and that means
0: they get those extra picks next year in the draft because of that. Right, yeah, so that they're in a good spot if they want to make a trade. Now, again, it takes two to tank. They've got to find a team willing to make a trade. But as we've seen, trades are starting to come now, right? We talked about how trades are going to start to come. Look, they made a trade today. Okay, so, you know, the the Bills probably said, okay, let's get through the first couple preseason games. And if we don't have any injuries, we'll trade Cody Ford. Yep. It's going to do it for us. We're out of here. We will see you tomorrow, straight up two o'clock, right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone.